hot off the heels of getting embarrassed on Monday Night Football by the Chargers and having no offense to speak of and having their quarterback just completely, and this offense, completely drag them to the bottom of the ocean, really. I mean, and it's... It's frustrating because they're the the defense is kicking and screaming while they're dragging them. But I mean, you know how good this team could be, and what you could expect from this team if you just had competent quarterback play. And while there is some level of offensive line didn't play particularly well, and you know Lazard and some of the other options besides Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall have not really done anything for this team. You watch the games. And I'm sorry, but we all know I went on about it for the entire show yesterday morning. The quarterback stinks. And so, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. The quarterback is not very good. He takes bad sacks. He misses throws. He puts the ball in jeopardy. He's fumbled eight times in the last five games. He has no feel of the po- – I understand the offensive line didn't play well. He has no feel of pressure. He has no pocket awareness at all. He misses throws. The first throw of the game he airmailed. Like it, it, it started early and often. And the only thing we can focus on, like, you know, is that occasionally he'll step into one and rip a ball up the seam or something. And you go, wow, what a throw. Great. He continually is the main reason that this team that is defensively as good as any in the NFL looks hopeless at times because of the quarterback. And so naturally, the head coach is asked about it today when he speaks to the media. And again, well, no, we're not going to, we're not interested in a quarterback change. It would be one thing if it were just the quarterback, but there's so many issues. I mean, so many issues really just, uh, you know, it's not just him. It's the penalties. It's the offensive line. It's the play calling. That's the other thing, you know, Hackett's being uh, under fire for his play calling. And it's, well, those are the two most Obvious things, you know. You, any layman could watch football and see the quarterback is struggling and the play calling isn't great. Like, so that's what that's where the blame lies. But in reality, it's everywhere. No, no, it's not. The fact of the matter is, if they had good quarterback play or even competent quarterback play, this team would be far better. I don't know how much better. I don't know how many wins with just competent quarterback play. But I know they beat New England. They put themselves in a position to win that game Monday night. I have no doubt about that. And so the coach is continually having the back of this quarterback, which has never made sense to me. We've talked about it. They benched him last year for Mike White. The entire team embraced it, including the head coach, Robert Sala. Now, not to the same level. He wasn't wearing shirts or talking about Mike F. and White, but he hyped him up, and you could tell he felt better about the team. You can just feel it. And so now the question is, as this coach continues to defend him and write him down, and I heard today uh, in the car, I was in the car briefly, and I heard Evan talk about coaching tombstones, and he's 100% right, and I've talked about this. He will forever be known as the coach if, if this season ends up the way it looked like it was at the end of the game Monday. If this season continues to spiral out of control because they have the worst offense in the league next to the New York Giants, of course. Like if this if this season continues to spiral out of control and you watch this defense do everything they can, and for the most part, this special teams group, I know you can't give up a touchdown, and that's you know we talked about it. you have the you have the format for winning, great defense, great special teams, and hopefully Wilson Garrett that is uh, Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall make a play and you figure out a way to score just enough points. That's how you have to play to win a game, 
And any deviation from that, in the slightest, they can't win. So a special teams touchdown, forget about it. Not taking care of the football, fumble in twice, forget about it. Like that's, It's that simple. You fumble, you lose. You, you give up a big special teams play that leads to a touchdown, whether it is a return or just a long return that leads to a short field, whatever, you lose. Because that's where the quarterback leaves you. The quarterback leaves you with zero margin for error. And so this coach, who if he ends up going down, will go down as the man who never moved off the quarterback and never gave his team a chance, despite trying to do so in previous seasons with Mike White. This year, for whatever reason, I understand the options aren't great in, in, in Boyle and in Simeon, but at some point you have to try, and this GM may go down as being the GM that allowed a team with this kind of defense that went out and traded for Aaron Rodgers, that he allowed the, the next line of defense from Aaron Rodgers to be a quarterback nobody thought anything of and has been killing the team, that he allowed one injury away from your 38-year-old aging quarterback, allowed this to be the option, may go down on the tombstone of the general manager, and the constant praise and defense while the season is burning around them on multiple occasions of this quarterback from the coach may go down as his legacy, attaching himself like this to Zach Wilson. And I never understood it. It never made any sense. And still in his press conference today, continue to double down on that fact, but then we might have seen some sort of window into what's going on here that many people have speculated already, and it's kind of been whispered about. But when asked directly today in a radio interview with Michael Kay on why not try Simeon, why not try Boyle, why continue to go out there and play this quarterback who wasn't worthy enough to play last year, and if Mike White stayed healthy, he would have never played again. Like, why do you continue as this offense continues to struggle when you've brought in other options and you have guys who, you know, know the system a little bit and guys who have played in the NFL and at least are worth a try? Why do you not try? The coach stammered and had no answer and literally used the term, I plead the fifth. Do you know what the term plead the fifth means? We all do. That was a kind of a rhetorical question. So let me just tell you. Pleading the fifth is when you're worried about incriminating yourself. And if he gives the answer to that question on why they don't go to another quarterback, he's going to incriminate himself to whoever is making him play the quarterback. Like, that's, it's clear as day, that's what's going on here. I don't know if Salah is completely against Zach Wilson. I don't know if he's begging on a daily basis to get rid of Zach Wilson or play someone else. But I do believe, especially, because I know he's a decent football guy, at times during the game, it's it's like it's one thing just to flat out name someone else the starter, fine. But in the middle of these games, you have to be willing for a spark to try something, and yet it never happens. And then you double down on it in every press conference. He's our guy. He's improving. He's so much better than last year. I would believe in Zach. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody believes in Zach. I've been saying this forever. This is the, the entire team does not believe in Zach. I went, the minute he went down, Rodgers, that is, and everyone was like, hey, oh, yeah, of course, Zach's my guy. Zach, Garrett Wilson, Zach's my guy. We believe in Zach. Oh, his presence in the huddle is so much different this year. Blah, blah, blah. It was all lies. They never believed in Zach. Ever. 
They don't now. This is the same group that clamored and screamed and uh, were begging for Mike White. And then when they got him through a party and wore, wore funny shirts like they're going to Ted's 50th birthday party on a cruise. Happy birthday, Ted. We all got happy. Did you, did you bring your happy birthday, Ted shirt? That's how they treated it. The whole team doesn't have faith in him, and yet he's being forced into these games over and over again. And now when the coach is pushed on it, and not just a you know a press conference where he can stand up there, like when he's honestly pushed on it, when good when points are made to him and an, and a legitimate logical argument is presented to him, he doesn't have an answer. And not only does he not have an answer, he pleads the fifth, which means I can't. That's literally what plead the fifth means. I can't say. Because it will cause me more problems than I'm in right now. Someone, whether it be the general manager who drafted him second overall, whether it be the owner, someone is telling Robert Sala to play this quarterback. Like, I don't know how else to take it. If, you know, that's when you can't answer the question. When the answer isn't just, yeah, no, I don't I don't think they're, those players are as good as Zach. I trust Zach. Zach's won us some football games. Did you see the Kansas City game? Like, whatever the nonsense lie or, or you know, diluted thought process he might honestly have, if that were the case, that's what he would say. Instead, yeah, good question. I plead the fifth. And now you're finding out why this quarterback is playing. He's playing because someone from on high is making sure he plays. I don't know who. I know there's some speculation that it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't know who it is. But what I do know is that he's awful. And that this is a and this is why they went out and got I mean I mean that's puzzling too because like how they went out and got Aaron Rodgers. So someone from on high was okay with not playing him for Aaron Rodgers. And maybe there was some thought process that Aaron Rodgers has a few years. On the other side, you have Zach Wilson, and you get back to Zach. But on some level, whoever's making Zach Wilson play now was okay with Aaron Rodgers playing instead of him, but not okay with Boyle, which, I mean, I guess I understand. It's not the same level. But on, it's not like Zach Wilson or death because they were willing to go out there and trade for a Hall of Fame quarterback. And the worst thing about this, and what makes this more frustrating than even the other disgusting years of the New York Jets is that you know, you watch the games. You see what this defense is and what it's capable of and what this team is capable of and how the general manager and the organization was 100% correct to move heaven and he heaven and earth to bring in a great quarterback because with Aaron Rodgers, I have no doubt if Aaron Rodgers never got hurt, this team would be right there and battling for the division in fact, probably I think they, I think they would be considered as good or better than anybody in this division, and they would be a Super Bowl contender because that's how good this defense is. This defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense, and they're being held back by Zach Wilson. And the coach is being held back by someone inside the organization. 